This is Brain Diet, a life coaching podcast, episode number 92. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hi, friends. Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. Welcome. There are many more of you listeners as of late, and it's been really fun to see the growth in this podcast and the reach that it has. So if you are one of the newer listeners or relatively new, welcome. I'm so glad you are here, and I am glad that you are taking some time for yourself to hopefully give your brain a little gift, a little um, encouragement, and something that will help assist you in your day today, as well as your life in general. So I am happy you are here. Hopefully you will get something out of today's episode. It is December right now. It is the holiday season. We are in the thick of it. And in the month of December, as well as November in the States with Thanksgiving and all of that, there is externally a pretty large focus on food to some degree. It seems like for many of us, how we typically eat can differ in these months because there are lots of things going on. There are parties, obviously you have Thanksgiving. I think I've mentioned this before. I've got my birthday. My husband has his birthday. There are lots of things that generally will revolve more around food. So a typical diet can change for many of us at this time of year. And then in January, it's usually when we see an increase in the weight loss discussion. It's that time to set goals. And for New Year's resolutions, it is typically a very popular one to set a weight loss goal. And online news outlets, it seems like that just seems to be at the forefront of the discussion in January, post-holiday season, where previously the focus had just been on food, recipes, eating, being with loved ones, and all of that kind of thing. And I think it's interesting how, though the focus is on food, many of us still can have an underlying dialogue of focus on our weight even if we are eating differently and even if we aren't consciously deciding I want to lose weight, we are still having dialogue like, oh, I'm eating differently and something has gone wrong. Oh, I should be eating less. Oh, I should be focusing on weight loss. Oh, this like there's still this this buzz of noise that can be surrounding your weight, even though the focus is just on the food and no one's talking about weight necessarily. I mean, people are to a degree, just not to the same level that they do in January. And that is just something that is worth paying attention to. If you have that noise in your brain about your weight and about your eating through the month of December, having a coach can be really helpful to help you sort through all of that mental drama. When it comes to the right diet, there is also a right time and place for dieting to lose weight. And again, this can be foreign because many of us think we should be trying to lose weight all the time, which if you think about it, makes no sense. I like to think about dieting as diving underwater, like you're going down to the deep end, to the bottom of the pool to try and get something off the bottom and then you come up for air. Obviously, being up for air is where we want to be the vast majority of our lives because that's where we function best. That's where we have our needs met adequately in terms of oxygen so that we can function. And dieting is meant to be so temporary as if we are just diving underwater to achieve a desired result and then come back up and allow allow our bodies to function at maintenance, to function as they were designed to function. And when you think about it, when you put your body into a caloric deficit, 
meaning you give it fewer calories than it needs to survive, then the body goes in and says, okay, we have to rely a little bit more on some internal um, things for fuel. How can we do that? And when you are in this space of a caloric deficit, it has an effect on your mood. It can lead to irritability. It can decrease your energy levels, obviously, because you aren't getting adequate energy. And there are times in life where you don't want to commit to that. And that's okay. Bodies are meant to be fueled so that they can do amazing things and function and grow and be awesome. And we aren't meant to constantly be attempting to lose and attempting to deprive our bodies of things. Um, It's not very nice to treat your body that way. (laughs) For some, the holidays are a time when they don't want to focus on weight loss efforts. This can also be true for you know, summer vacations or when people are moving or when things are happening at work, it just isn't a time that people are willing to commit to a weight loss effort because the consequences physically can be a little bit taxing. For others, it can be the perfect time to start to try to lose weight during the holidays because it tends to reveal all of our mental drama to us. And it provides us with the platform to do so much internal work on ourselves. I think about losing weight, at least when you're really being conscious about everything that's happening in your mind, it's kind of like shining a black light onto your life. And you know how when you shine a black light on things, how it reveals things that you can't see until you have the black light? That's how weight loss works a little bit. And sometimes when you shine a black light on your life during the holidays, it reveals a lot of mental drama, which can be a great opportunity to work on yourselves. But we have mental drama at all times. And so it's not like there is a better or worse time to try and lose weight. It really is such a personal decision when you decide to commit to something like that. What I'm not saying is that events like holidays or vacations or moving or whatever, these are not excuses to just treat yourself like crap. If you're like, okay, well, I'm not trying to lose weight, so I'm just going to treat myself like crap. And I don't mean eating like crap because there's no such thing as eating like crap. There's just eating certain foods. Sometimes when we look at what's happening in our life and we say, you know what? No, I'm not going to try and lose weight right now. It turns into I'm either trying to lose weight or I can just eat whatever I want and I can numb my feelings. Which, of course, you can do that, but hear me out a little bit. Trying to lose weight or overeating and numbing your feelings aren't necessarily two ends of a spectrum. They actually can be the result of the same cause. You can try to lose weight because you hate yourself. You can't stand being with yourself. You think you'll be more worthy, more confident, more lovable if you lose weight. And so you treat your body terribly thinking it's not worth taking care of. You restrict, restrict, restrict on calories. You don't give it adequate nutrition, right? You can do that from a place of hatred. You can also overeat and numb your feelings because you hate yourself. (laughs) You can't stand being with yourself and you think you'll be more worthy, more confident, and more lovable if you do so. So then what happens is you treat your body terribly thinking, again, it's not worth taking care of. When you hear the phrase yo-yo dieting, this is what it is. You're on the same yo-yo. It's the same yo-yo that's causing the up and down. It's just either high or low. And you can go low and diet, and that doesn't solve for our dislike of ourselves. So then we go high, and that doesn't solve for our dislike for ourselves either. So we keep going back and forth, trying to love ourselves more by changing our body, and it doesn't work. This is why the decision for you to lose weight or to not has to come from a reason that feels really good. Otherwise, you'll just keep chasing confidence and lovability, which actually doesn't come from the way that our body looks. Confidence and loving ourselves comes from the way we think about ourselves. So whatever you are doing with your food, it doesn't matter the goal, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, or maintenance, it it doesn't matter. It matters the reason why you are doing it. 
and the thought process going into all of it, which means we just need to drop the yo-yo. No need to yo-yo anymore, my friends. (laughs) Whether you are consciously trying to lose weight or not wanting to lose weight, there's no reason to be mean to your body and not give it adequate fuel. And if you still feel the need to not be nice to your body, then that's some mental work that a coach would really be able to help you with and is some of the best work that you can do. It might be easy to superficially say, I'm not trying to lose weight right now, but then still judge yourself for what you eat and guilt trip yourself for what you eat. And this comes from the underlying thought process of why you're eating. How are you treating yourself when you're eating? What are you thinking that leads you to take a bite? You can ask yourself, when you're eating, is this loving and caring and considerate to myself? Because sometimes the loving and considerate thing to do is to not eat the cake. And other times the loving thing is to actually eat the cake. Sometimes the loving thing is to diet and lose weight. And other times the loving thing is to not diet. But that is completely up to you and your reasons driving either of those decisions. You have to check in with yourself and make sure that you are aware of those reasons. Otherwise, you'll just keep changing the decision. With my kids, who I love desperately, there are times where I don't allow them certain things. They want something so bad and I love them so much, I will say, I'm so sorry, we're not gonna have that right now. And that comes from a place of love and a desire to take care of them. And other times, I do let them have things and that comes from love and a desire to take care of them. Both of those decisions are loving. This is what we have to do with ourselves. Because the alternative to all of this, if you aren't coming from a place of love, it's usually coming from a place of, I don't want to feel this emotion. I don't want to be with myself. I don't have to listen to my own brain. I want to get away from myself. Which, of course, that type of relationship with yourself is very toxic. And of course, it makes sense why we would want to run away and find something outside of us to feel better when what's happening internally is so noisy and awful. So for you, make the decision. Is this the time for you to lose weight or not? In January, do you want that to be the time or not? Both are loving options. They can be if they are coming from a good place. So what is the right diet? If you are someone that's going to say, yes, I am ready to commit to this and I want to lose weight, what would be the right diet? As a noun, diet is just what we eat. Think about dinosaurs. They ate a carnivorous diet, right? There's no charge to that word. It's just the food that a person ingests. As a verb, that's usually when it's with the intent to restrict calories to lose weight. But if you think about dinosaurs, the right diet was whatever their bodies tolerated the best. The right diet for them was based on what fueled them and felt the best to them, which obviously we don't really know, but I'm guessing that they probably ate based on what felt best to them. (laughs) And this is true for most animals and mammals generally. My dog functions best with certain foods. And if I fed him avocados all day, he would probably die, right? I heard that somewhere that avocados are really bad for dogs. Is that true? I'm so not a dog person. I don't know these things. But for the sake of this argument, let's say this is true. If I fed him avocados all day, would not be good for him, safe to say. Whereas for humans, having avocados every single day has amazing benefits for us. But If you think about my sister, she's allergic to avocados and they won't kill her, of course, but they don't work for her unique body. The right diet for my sister, for me, for other humans, for dogs, for dinosaurs, isn't necessarily a one size fits all. It's what does your body tolerate the best? So let's think about you. What do you know about your body? 
What do you already know that works and doesn't work for you? And if you are eating a lot of what you know does not work, again, having a coach to help you sort through all of the mental drama can be extremely helpful. You probably already have at least a foundation of awareness of how your body responds to certain things. And there are, of course, things that you can learn about ways to fuel your body and tips and tricks and all of that. But even without that, you already have some insight into yourself. You have an amazing, extraordinary, and unique body. So let's first just give yourself some credit for even thinking about yourself and being aware of yourself. To be listening to this episode, you must be thinking about yourself to some degree. You must have some degree of a desire to be better and kinder to yourself. When you think about self-awareness, I think about when I'm aware that I need to laugh, I know exactly where to go to find something that'll make me laugh. When I'm aware that I want to learn and grow and become the next version of myself, I have podcasts that I listen to. And when I'm aware of what works for my body, I do my best to apply that information as often as possible. I'm aware that I don't feel good eating before a 7 a.m. workout. And some people feel totally terrible if they don't eat before a workout. But again, it's just a personal and unique preference. I'm aware that if I eat enough protein in a day, I feel physically completely different versus when I don't. Eating protein is like night and day. Eating enough protein is like night and day in terms of how I feel physically. I'm aware that my mind is a little clearer when I eat my salad every single day. That self-awareness is only something that you can gain through experience. That's not something you can just Google. And every one of us has these things. We each have things that are unique to us, and some can generally be more applied. You know, drinking more water, for example, is generally a good thing for most people, but other things are very unique to you, and no one is going to know that better than you. So if you were to start putting together a foundation of a plan of what you think your body would feel best on, where would you start? And again, having a coach, super helpful to get guidance in regard to all of this. But again, Relying on yourself, trusting yourself, and considering that you know more than you think you do is actually really fun to explore and experiment with. Most of us are experienced in going out to just look for more information, Googling diets and recipes and habits and when to eat and how to eat as if there is a right way. But we overindulge in the idea that the internet is going to provide us with the right magical diet. I see the same thing with people posting workout videos and these strange movements in the gym where it's like they use one machine for a different purpose. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But I think we get under this guise that in order to get glutes, there is a single magical movement that we just aren't aware of, which of course isn't true. There's no magical movement and there's no magical diet that's going to make you lose weight. There's essentially what does your body respond to? So when you think about yourself, what plan could you put together that would be the most thoughtful and loving and considerate plan that you possibly could put together for yourself. And then you would take that plan and you would get to work using the external information that you've gathered and the information you already have about yourself in order to get the arguably more important new internal information, which is how your body responds to certain things. What happens with your body when you try something very consistently for two weeks? Two weeks is a good timeline to go by in terms of trying something and seeing how your body responds before you make any changes. And so if you were to try something very consistently for two weeks, what would be your biggest obstacles when it comes to this plan? 
what thoughts and emotions come up for you when you're implementing it. You know, obstacles, for example, could be finding the prep time or when something unplanned comes up, how do you handle it? And there are going to be obstacles for both weight loss and not trying to lose weight, whether you're maintaining or otherwise. There are obstacles for both choices. It's just a matter of which ones you want to choose. That's why it's so important to choose deliberately. Do I want to do this version of hard now or do I want to do this version of hard now? Emotions that can come up for you in doing something like this. At the end of the day when you're stressed, what do you do with that? If you have your plan in place and you're feeling stressed and your desire is to go and grab something to eat, how do you manage that? When you are feeling emotionally urgent for it to work, quote unquote, and usually if we feel that way, it's because there's some mental work to be done. But essentially the question to ask is what comes up for me when I really commit to a decision to either lose weight or not lose weight and get to know my body a little bit better and try to feel my feelings. It getting difficult, this process getting difficult doesn't mean it's the wrong plan for you. When we have a plan ahead of time, it allows for our mental and emotional drama to bubble up because we aren't numbing it with food. When you plan ahead of time what you're going to eat, you remove the option to be feeling something in the moment and to eat to solve for it. And so that's what causes all of our emotions to come up. And when emotions come up, that's when we can be like, oh, wait, this is too hard. I must be doing something wrong. I'm going to go back and Google something different to do. So it getting difficult does not mean it's the wrong plan. It's just giving you more information about yourself. And if we are able to have all of that come up for us, it's an indication that we're doing the right thing and uncovering some of the work that's before us that we can do. The phrase have your cake and eat it too is what comes to mind in some of these instances. And this is what we can want from a diet. We can want it to be easy. We can want to not have to pay attention to it. We can want to be able just to eat whatever we want and not be conscious and pay attention about it. And then we also want to lose weight. <laughs> and we essentially want to do it without having to be uncomfortable and feel our feelings. And this can just dive us back in again to doing that external research. But that's just when it's most important to keep going to get more information, to challenge yourself to feel your feelings. It can be more information both physically, what happens with your body physically when you apply what you know, and what happens with your body mentally when you try to do something a little bit different. Identifying the physical and mental obstacles that get in your way then makes it clear what you need to overcome to get to the next phase. The answer to all of this, if you can't tell, is that there is no right one-size-fits-all diet. There's only some basic information that you have to apply and then get the more important inner data. So maybe there is a type of eating that you want to try and you can implement it for two weeks and see how your body responds and see if it gets you the results that you want. But consider that you have more information within you than you give yourself credit for. Consider that you know your body really well and how it feels better than the internet does. So pay attention to what you already know and work on implementing that first. And then if you still don't feel like you have enough information and you want more individualized guidance, that's where a coach comes in. And that's what I do in my program. As a coach, I take your individual data into account and we work together to create both the external and internal transformation. But trust yourself that you have the information that you need to take care of yourself, whether that's losing weight or whether that's making the decision not to. That's all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon.